This is the intersection of faith and culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective, and you get to be a part of that. Hope that you're sharing the program with your friends and family, being a force multiplier out there every day throughout the week, Monday through Friday. We're covering all kinds of topics, typically Monday through Wednesday. We have some uh, interviews for you of someone that's out there on the front lines engaged in this uh, this fight for the heart and soul of America and we share that with you uh, Monday through Wednesday. And then Thursdays, we have our Foundations of Freedom Thursday programs. Typically, your questions driving uh, all those programs. You can send those questions into radio at wallbuilders.com. Might be a question about the Constitution or history or you know something about how to apply a biblical perspective to some of the things going on in the world today. You can send that question to radio at wallbuilders.com. So that's Thursdays. And then today, Friday, we uh, most of the time have a Good News Friday program. And that's our opportunity to get through a bunch of the headlines and, and different stories out there, frankly, that aren't headlines in the major media. And so there are a lot of good news stories that you may have missed. I know most of the time when David and Tim are sharing these good news stories, I have not heard about them. So I really look forward to Fridays and getting a chance to get some of that good news. I'm Rick Green, by the way, America's Constitution coach and a former Texas legislator. Proud to be here with, and when I say proud, that's uh, hopefully not a sinful pride. That's a thankful, gratitude, heart of gratitude, proud to be with Wall Builders and here with David and Tim Barton. David's America's premier historian and our founder of Wall Builders. Tim's a national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. You can learn more about all three of us and the ministry at wallbuilders.com. Go to wallbuilders.com today and you can get uh, all kinds of great information, lots of tools and, and educational materials and different things you can share with your friends and family. And then lastly, I'll just ask that you consider making a one-time or monthly contribution there at the website. We're a listener-supported program. And every dollar that you donate comes alongside us to help to amplify this voice of truth. As you well know, uh, it's hard to find truth these days. It's hard to find sources you can trust and sources that will bring you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I believe we do a good job of that here at Wall Bowlers. We hear from you all the time saying we do a good job of it. Well, if we do, then we need to get it out there more and more. We need more people to listen. So please consider being a part of that by making a donation today at wallbuilders.com. All right, we're going to jump into that good news, but we're going to mix things up. Tim Barton's going first today. Tim, where are we headed, man? All right, well, this one is looking at some after effects at Harvard University. I've got a couple of articles that are from really the end of this last year, beginning of this year. And for those that don't remember when uh, a lot of the stuff had unfolded October 7th in Israel and uh, what some of those terrorists did in Israel and what Hamas was was gloating about and taking credit for. And and there were people in America saying, we stand with Israel. Well, then there's this crazy growing movement that was, we're not standing with Israel. We're, we're, it is the Palestinian people and the Palestinians have been oppressed. And so there's this pro-Palestinian movement that comes out of it. And what was really crazy is there were many universities, Harvard being one of them, where they were having these pro-Palestinian, which by default is a pro-Hamas rally in essence, as they're saying, nope, we, we're not supporting Israel, we're not supporting the Jews because they've done this apartheid and they're evil and they're bad and we're pro-Palestinians and and the Jews need to learn their rightful place. This is, this, this is the stuff that's being said. And this happened at Harvard and Harvard was shutting down the pro-Israel side. There were uh, student Jewish students that were at Harvard, and they talked about how fearful they were for their lives, et cetera. As this all unfolds, there were many donors who began to recognize, if that's the position Harvard's going to take, we probably don't want to continue funding this. 
So th this first article identifies there was a another billionaire. Is how the article starts. Has slapped his checkbook shut to Harvard University, and this was businessman Lynn Blavatnik and his family foundation. They were giving millions of dollars in funding to Ivy League, uh, but because of President Claudine Gay. And in and her position, they said, you know, we're we're not we're not going to do this anymore. Um, that's that's not what we want to do now. Blavatnik is a Jewish individual, and so certainly recognizing these issues, he said, that's not what we want to do. Uh, also, maybe going even further, now the article says this Ukrainian-born billionaire, uh, and so not only is he Jewish, he's Ukrainian, which is now also kind of interesting thought with all that's going on in the world with Ukraine and Israel. But uh, nonetheless, he said he's not going to do it. The article goes through and identifies multiple other leaders that said they were pulling their funding. Uh, and then the next article I have identified that Harvard President Claudine Gay resigns following plagiarism allegations and anti-Semitism testimony. And uh, that anti-Semitism testimony was... Uh, I believe she was before uh, one of the three of those university presidents that was before Congress and that their whole interview was just awful um, where they were talking about free speech being allowed and people were calling for genocide of the Jews. And they said, well, we can't censor free speech. We wouldn't want to shut that down on college campuses. That was a position that largely they were taking, uh, not, not to... Uh, overlook the fact that also, as people begin to investigate Claudine Gay a little more deeply, they realized that a lot of the papers she had turned in, there was a lot of plagiarism in them with thoughts, uh, sometimes specific sentences or paragraphs, sentence structures, uh, what had been going on. And so she resigns, uh, I, I would say in shame. Uh, she was probably more angry than she was embarrassed or shameful about it. But the good news is, that in the midst of Harvard and many Ivy League schools doing some really awful things when it comes to the position of uh, actually supporting Israel or, or not being racist, not uh, falling into anti-Semitism, which of course they were, there was accountability with donors saying, we're not going to keep funding this. And we've talked about it so much, how people can vote with their dollars. And if we would stop funding certain things and certain bad behavior would stop where by and large, we don't generally promote boycotts. There are definitely times we'll talk about that. I, we, we said, we're not going to support Disney. After their, I think it was their CEO that came out and said that they were going to promote the LGBTQIA plus agenda. And they said, hey, from now on, like half of our characters are going to be, or at least the leads, right? The, the, the stars of the show are going to be LGBTQIA plus or from a minority. And right, we obviously, we have no problem with minority, that's not a problem. But when you're saying you're going to start promoting a sexualized agenda to children, that is a problem. And, and that's not something we're going to support as as much as I can help. And, and I say if I can help it because they own so many things that sometimes it's hard to know who all we're supporting. If I, like if I'm buying a Coke, am I supporting Disney? I'm not really sure. So I'm not trying to support Disney. We're not going to Disney, but we talk about there can be an impact because if enough people say, we're not going to support you if you hold this position, it can cause them to change positions. And certainly that's what happened at Harvard where there was backlash. People said, we're not giving money anymore. And also part of the backlash was simply a spotlight shining 
on what was actually happening, which if we think back to COVID, during COVID, when parents were able to see, for many of them, for the very first time what teachers were teaching, it, it was simply a spotlight that was illuminating what was already going on. But because people were seeing it for the first time, it helped bring an end to some of the bad stuff, the, the, the old adage that sunlight can be the best disinfectant. That's what was going on. That's what happened at Harvard University. So these are two articles that are, are, are at this point now are a couple months old, but really it does highlight the positive impact of, of people saying, we don't want to be racist. We're not going to be anti-Semitic and we're going to hold people accountable. We're not going to give dollars where it shouldn't go. And in this case, it led to someone who probably never should have been the president of Harvard in the first place, who has very poor views. And, and it looks like allegations are probably even uh, cheated on some of her papers to get to where she is and led to her removal. So overall, it is good that we are seeing accountability in, in various areas in our culture. Yeah, any time we can say no to Disney and no to that negative agenda, that is good news, and we want to see changes out there in the marketplace. David, where are you headed with our first piece of good news today? Well, I'm going to pile on the, the stack here with Harvard uh, because what happened at Harvard is also showing up in other places as well. Now, r- recall that that one of the reasons that uh, President Gay had to go testify at Congress was 30 different student groups on Harvard came out with a joint letter saying that all of the deaths that occurred on October 7 uh, in Israel with Hamas, all of them were entirely the cause of the Jews. So 1,200 Jews died because the Jews killed. It didn't even make sense. And so outrage went up. But that was 30 groups. It's not just one group on campus. That's a whole bunch of the campus groups. And so that's why she went to testify. And, and she said, oh, free speech. Wait a minute. Free speech? How come you don't let conservatives on your campus to talk? How come you don't let Christians on your campus to talk? How come you don't let really straight people, and you got to be LGBTQIA+. So that didn't even hold up either. But on top of that, what's happened since then is you now have a lot of these boutique hiring firms that go in kind of headhunters for big corporations. And they used to go into Harvard, really liked going to Harvard. And those kids would come out with maybe their first year job being in six figures. I mean, way up there. Well, some of these boutique firms say, we're not hired at Harvard anymore. We don't even want those we're not going to help place them in the private sector. We're not going to help place them in the business world. If they've got that philosophy, we don't want that. And on top of that, grab this. Applications for admission to colleges across the United States are up 41% this year. At Harvard, they're down 17%. So you're looking at 58% difference between Harvard and other universities. Even the kids are saying, I don't want to go to Harvard. So not only is Congress out there, not only is the public out there, not only are, are headhunters and and business people saying we don't like this. Even the students are saying, I don't want to be part of this. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe the message gets through, but this DEI kind of stuff that they got going on. So, And by the way, we're throwing Harvard on the bus, but there's a lot of campuses that could be thrown under the bus. Every year, there's about 1,100 college campuses that do an anti-Israel day every year. How can you be surprised that these kids are against Israel when you have 1,100 campuses every year that do an anti-Israel event? So there's a lot of colleges need to be thrown under the bus on this. But Harvard has clearly been the front runner, and it is good to see that the public response is, we don't like this, we don't want it, and we're not going to support it. And, and David, you mentioned headhunters. I, I think one of the, you know, where the rubber really meets the road here is, is uh, you know, we used to say, wow, Harvard graduate, you want to hire a Harvard graduate. Employers aren't going to want to hire a Harvard graduates that are so brainwashed that they can't even 
make common sense decisions or see good versus evil, and uh, and it's and it's going to have a huge huge impact down the road. All right, back over to Tim. What's your next piece of good news, man? Well, this one is coming from Texas specifically. There is a professor who won his job back after he was fired for teaching biology. This was a case that First Liberty Institute from Dallas had uh, our good friend Kelly Shackelford over there and his incredible team of attorneys. The short of it is Dr. Johnson Varkey. He was a adjunct professor. He was fired for teaching standard principles about human biology and reproduction. You know, controversial things like men and women getting together and having children and specifically the X and Y chromosomes and, and, and women and their biological process that leads to their pregnancy. And he, he clearly defined the role of men and the role of women. And that offended some people who think that in 2024, biology no longer matters and they can just swap out whatever body parts they need and it's all going to work. And he said, that's not how biology works. Because of that, students protested. He ended up being released. Uh, First Liberty stepped in and said, wait a second, you you can't fire somebody for this. And part of what he said is the reason he wasn't going to swallow, uh, so to speak, all of this woke indoctrination, people trying to pour down his throat, is because he said it, it, it's he's, he's a person of faith as well as a professor in the science field. He said, it's very clear in scripture, God made male and female. It's very clear in biology, it's male and female. And so First Liberty steps in. They are able to find a settlement where the or college specifically, uh, this was the Alamo Community College District, and it was uh, against St. Philip's and the Alamo Community College District was the case. They came back and said, hey, that's our bad. He's welcome to come back. He can have some courses again this fall. So he is now reinstated at this college and will be teaching courses again in the fall. So it is a really great victory. And as we've been talking about some of these universities and some of the wokeness and the craziness going on, this is yet another example of some of the craziness at universities. It's one of the reasons that we're telling people now more and more, not just that parents need to be cautious of public school, but that really you need to think through if college makes sense for for whether you are a, right, a young adult listening right now, whether you're a young person, uh, still you know pursuing kind of growing up and thinking through what you're going to be, or if you're a parent and a grandparent and you have kids at age of college, there are are far more stories of kids going to college and having their entire foundation cut out from under them than there are stories of or at least over the last couple of decades than of kids going and having college strengthen their faith. Now, that does happen at some colleges, but it's probably a dozen out of hundreds of colleges that you're going to find that kids can go to and actually be encouraged in their faith as opposed to having teachers try to undermine everything that parents and grandparents have been pouring in their kids for so long. Well, this is a good news win for this Texas professor, Dr. Johnson Varkey, who will be teaching again this fall. All right, guys, quick break. We'll be right back. We've got more good news. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to Wall Builder. Have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in America? We're looking around for leaders of principle to step up, and too often, no one is there. God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. 
Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, and every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders, 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. Welcome back to Wallbutters. It's Good News Friday. Let's dive right back in. David, where are we headed, man? I'm just still pondering what Tim was saying in that story. How far do you think we are? I mean, if, if, if presenting factual science gets you in trouble, how close are we to getting fired for saying two plus two equals four? Yeah. I mean, that, that's no less science th- than what he reported. Yeah. How dare you say there's only one answer to that question? <laughs> it, it, it's subjective. It's what I want it to be. If I think two plus two equals six and two thirds, who are you to say that? I don't know. Where do you stop this stuff? Just right. At some point, truth has to win. And if truth doesn't win, then anybody's truth can be the standard. And if anybody's truth can be the standard, you got 330 million standards in a nation. Try running a nation with 330 million different standards. That'll never work. Yeah. But back, yeah. back to the good news. This comes from, um, this comes from the, the nearby county of Oklahoma, what, what we call North Texas around here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, our Oklahoma friends, we'll hear from them for sure. Uh, but the, the superintendent of education up there is a really cool guy, Ryan Walters. He's now running for governor in Oklahoma. But Ryan is superintendent of education. And as such, he's really made some things clear in Oklahoma. And particularly since the Supreme Court, uh, Tim was mentioned, Kelly Shackelford. Um, Kelly has been involved in the last couple of sessions, the last couple of cycles of the court. And I think they have four Supreme Court wins in the last two sessions of the court, two cycles of court. And so they're, they're winning a lot of cases. And one one set of, of areas where they're winning is restoring religious liberty into the public arena, into public schools. And so public schools now really are, again, once again, wide open for reintroducing religious expression. And, and, and Ryan's aware of this. He's got all the support, all the attorneys he needs, et cetera. But he's really bold about it. Even though this can be done, a lot of communities are not bold about it because they don't want to have to stand up and take the, the fire that comes at them if they start starting to say, hey, let's put the Ten Commandments back up in school. Hey, let's have prayer football games. Let's have prayer graduations. All these things are now legal again, constitutionally and legally. So you can do that. Well, he's not ashamed to do this. And so he, he made it really clear at Oklahoma schools that, that three things are going to happen in Oklahoma schools. Number one, we're going to, he explained, we're going to ban diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, DEI. He said, we're not going to do DEI anywhere in the state of Oklahoma. The superintendent of public instruction, he is, and that's out. And what that means is you're not going to have sexually inappropriate materials in the libraries. You're not going to have drag queen shows. All of that is out the door. That's all DEI. We're not doing that. He said the second thing is we're going to make sure that we focus on the basics. We're focusing on, on the basics in education, not all these add-ons like DEI. And third thing he said is we're going to welcome God back into our public school classrooms. We're going to create an environment where prayer and Bible reading are permitted in our schools. And he, he said it very bluntly. We're not going to let atheists bully our small towns and communities. So he's made it very clear, and he's bringing the power of the state to defend the bullying that goes out. And so when an atheist says, hey, you can't post in God we trust on the wall of the classroom, he's not going to let that community be bullied. He's actually bringing to bear the resources of Oklahoma with all the legal resources they have to defend those schools, to protect those schools, and to drive back the bullies 
that are wanting to shut down constitutional rights. So th- that kind of courage and leadership in Oklahoma needs to be rewarded. Think how fun that would be if he was the governor with that kind of backbone, doing that for the whole state, standing up for what's right. That would be really refreshing. But Ryan Walters is a really good guy doing really good things with the public school system in Oklahoma. I think our listeners are in shock, David. We don't usually say Good News Friday and public schools at the same time. So You know, I, I thought about is, that right when I said it. I th- you know, how long has it been since we used public schools in there? But I, I, And I was also thinking what Ryan is doing is further than some Christian schools go. And I mean that literally. We have some Christian universities that won't go as far as what Ryan is going with the public schools in Oklahoma. There's a lot of Christian universities that are real secular. Um, Tim talked earlier about how many people lose their faith at college. The stats I had seen, and this has been a few years back, but the stats I had seen was that if you're a person of faith, if you've been raised as a Christian in a Christian home, and you go to a secular university, between 81 and 88% of those kids will deny their faith by the time they leave the school. But if you go to a Christian university, 50% of Christian kids deny their faith at Christian universities. Now, how's that possible? Because those Christian university professors got trained at Harvard and Princeton and all these other crazy places and come back and teach at a Christian university, but they teach the same secular stuff they were taught. So it is really fascinating. And Rick, like you, when I closed out that piece on Ron Walters, I thought, yeah, that's a public school doing Christian education kind of stuff. And it's not Christian education per se. It's just that they're open for that to be in there. You don't have to extinguish Christianity. It's not they're promoting Christianity, but they're not going to punish it. And that's such a different position from where we've been for the last 45 years. Yeah. Amen. All right, Tim, you're bringing us home, man. What's our final piece of good news today? All right, well, guys, this one is going to Notre Dame, but actually to uh, a judicial aspect. This article says judge dismisses Notre Dame professor's lawsuit against pro-life students who exposed her abortion advocacy. So the, the short of it is there was a... Paper on campus, Notre Dame. It is the Irish Rover and Notre Dame, as listeners might imagine, is a religious university, uh, largely speaking, probably uh, maybe more so than some other division, actually way more so than most other division one universities, but maybe more so than uh, TCU stands for Texas Christian University, but there's not a lot of Christian there. Uh, Baylor University is a Baptist university and, and they're maybe, maybe a little more Christian in what they do. But generally speaking, you think of Notre Dame as being a a lot more oriented in faith. Uh, They're a Catholic university and all all that's giving some context because before Roe versus Wade, this, this happened, this started back in 2022. The Irish Rover uh, did an article exposing this professor for her position. And, And the professor is a sociology professor, Tamara Kay. And they were exposing what Kay had already posted, what Kay was doing on campus. And it's it's a little bit like, for those that know, there's a, a social media individual that uh, goes by the title Libs of TikTok. And she came to notoriety on TikTok. All she would do is go to uh, different people's individual TikToks, and they were posting videos where they're promoting wokeism and this crazy ideas they're they're using in schools. And she would just take those clips and she'd put them up on her page and say, hey, just so you know, here's what this teacher said uh, in this school as they're, you know, a second grade teacher. This teacher's a fourth grade teacher. Here's what they said. It literally is taking things 
they were already posting on their own social media and it was just putting it in one place. So kind of uh, making it a very easy one-stop shop to see where a lot of the crazy was out there. Well, all that to say is this professor was posting these things online. This professor was writing these things. This professor was publicly doing these things. So the Irish Rover, all they did was collect some of what this professor was doing and say, hey, this professor is doing these things. And clearly this is pro-abortion stuff. It's not good. And so this professor brought a lawsuit against the paper and the judge dismissed the case under Indiana's anti-slap laws, which aims to prevent frivolous lawsuits. And there are so many times you have attorneys that are looking for an easy way to make money and there were becoming so many frivolous lawsuits. This happens in a lot of states still, unfortunately, not all states have passed really good laws for this. Uh, Where we are in Texas, there's much better laws than in some other states. But the idea is you can't bring up a frivolous lawsuit just to try to uh, shame somebody you don't like, try to punish somebody, try to make money off of somebody, use it almost like a bribery scheme. You you, you can't do those kinds of things. And so the judge dismissed this saying that's all you're doing. But in the ruling, this is the part I appreciate about the article. The court ruling affirmed that Kay cannot voluntarily put herself into the national abortion issue either on the campus of Notre Dame or in the broader national forum by making multiple strong statements in favor of abortion's rights and access to abortion and then expect that it will not become newsworthy at Notre Dame and elsewhere. So the judge tells her, hey, if you're doing all this stuff all over the place and a student happens to find out and they tell somebody else, you can't be mad at the students for sharing what you were publicly doing anyway, this is really good news. It does seem like a very common sense position from a judge. So this is great news for the paper at Notre Dame, for the students at Notre Dame, the student who wrote this article, all around good news. All right, folks, that's it for the good news today. Now you got to listen next week to get more good news. Uh, Next Friday, we'll have some more good news stories for you. Be sure and visit wildbuilders.com today. Get your copy of the American story, Building the Republic. This is installment number two. So this is the second book in the American Story series just out this week. So get on the website today and get it. That one is going to sell out. I can promise you that. So check that out today at wallbuilders.com. It's called The American Story, Building the Republic. Appreciate you listening today. You've been listening to The Wall Builder Show.